At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is the Lombardi line with Mike and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside of the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Pritch, how are we doing today? Divisional weekend oh, man. has arrived. It's, it's awesome. Uh, doing great. How about yourself? You doing, doing all right? Yep. Excited about it? Favorite weekend of the season. It's okay. Favorite weekend. Opening day or now divisional round? Okay. Divisional, divisional round. round. Yeah, I'm, I'm partial to uh, conference championships uh, and mm-hmm. Super Bowls, obviously. But, uh, no, I mean, this is it's, it's epic, though. I mean, you, you got the matchups that um, look to be the right matchups or the playoffs dictate it, right, as we know. Uh, and we love that about the National Football League. But, yeah, all in all, a great weekend for the game. Uh, can't wait for all these games to kick off, though. Yeah, I would say divisional weekend is my favorite weekend. Yep. The Conference Championship Sunday yeah. is my favorite day okay, in okay. all of sports because yeah. you get the two games back-to-back. Like, the Super Bowl is fun. It's a spectacle, but it's about everything but football. And by the time we get to the Super Bowl, it's like, <laughs> all right, like, like the game almost feels secondary with all the hoopla that's going on in the league leading up to it sure, and, sure. and everything. So, like, it's we'll have a good time for the Super Bowl here in Vegas, by the way. Oh, That'll yeah. be a whole lot of fun. But – for the actual junkies like us, Conference Championship Sunday. Okay. That's, that's, that's From where a betting is. standpoint, you're 1,000% correct, right? And we get two games yeah, and we get two games. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you don't have to wait all the way till 3.30 West Coast time. It's, mm-hmm. You get a noon and a 3.30. What's, what can be better than that? <laughs> but uh, we do have a fun show on deck for you guys. Two guests will be joining us here starting in 30 minutes. Carl Jick Jack Johnson, our buddy from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook Director down there in Biloxi, Mississippi. He'll let us know what's going on behind the window at the Beau Rivage. Then at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, Dieter. Kurtenbach, sports columnist for Bay Area News Group, also a contributor over at KNBR in the Bay Area, will help us break down this Packers-Niners game. The Niners, they've been in this spot before under Kyle Shanahan. They've been the one seed. Last time they were the one seed, they went to the Super Bowl in 2019. Do they have what it takes to do it again? 
this year? We'll ask Dieter that question coming up in about 90 minutes. Uh, no Mike Palm with us here, the VP of Operations. Usually we're three wide. Mm-hmm. We're just going double wide here on it. Mike Palm, I believe, uh, stuck in budget meetings. Oh. <laughs> I saw the parking lot where we I parked. Mean, I was like, there's a lot of people sure, here. So sure. I, I think there's a big important meeting going yeah. on here at the Circa Resort and Casino. So we'll miss our buddy Mike Palm, <laughs> but we'll let us know. We'll let you know if he texts us or anything throughout the show, but I think he might be stuck in those meetings. But Pritch, before we get into the games, we have to start with the news throughout the NFL that we've seen this week. And uh, <laughs> the biggest story is that Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is coming back right. for a fifth season. Uh, everybody thought, myself included, after the embarrassing loss last Sunday to the Packers, that McCarthy was, uh, his seat was hot at best, and worst case for him, he'd be dismissed. But Jerry Jones said they like what Mike has done from a holistic standpoint. They, he has the highest winning percentage in Cowboys history for a head coach, and now they're bringing him back. What are your thoughts on McCarthy running it back for a fifth year in Dallas? Yeah, announcing that they're bringing him back, too. The fact that, yeah. okay, isn't it assumed? I mean, he wasn't fired, so, I mean, you're bringing him back. If, he was, gotta, so, if he was so good you sure. don't need an announcement right you don't need an announcement <laughs> how you feeling though i want to know how you feeling i do i want to know i want to know <laughs> here we go uh I, i'm like i said early in the week anger okay. now it's apathy right okay. now it's now it's what do we expect going forward here because last three seasons it's been 12 wins and you get to the postseason the last two years you hit your head against the niners yeah this year home favorite of a touchdown against the youngest team in the league and you're not able to advance like I guess for me, it's I don't think this combination of McCarthy and Dak's going to get it done. And until we find some sort of change, can't really expect much different. Well, I understand the decision. I understand why Jerry didn't fire Mike. Um, Jerry didn't fire Mike because he helped build this team, right? Uh, and Jerry even came out and said, uh, we, we had the comments right here on, on our screen coming up that, look, he, he is, he's close. We're close. Um, and they are close. I think Jerry Jones is telling the truth. They are close. What do they need to do together to put them over the top? Pollard's a free agent. They're not going to bring him back. They're not going to pay him that no. much kind of money. Um, uh, and then, okay, do we need another playmaker on offense? Perhaps. Uh, uh, you know, that, that should have been utilized, I believe, for Mike McCarthy. But we'll get to that. Right now, Jerry Jones, the reason why he brought him back, he's not going to go outside and bring in Bill Belichick, who wants to tinker with this roster himself, right? He's mm-hmm. not going to do that. Um, he went through that with Bill Parcells. And he went, he's already gone through that. Um, He's not going to bring in a Vrabel because I, I think Vrabel wants the same kind of thing. Uh, you know, and are those two coaches upgrades over Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning head coach? Uh, I think Bill Belichick would have been. Uh, you know, Vrabel, who knows? But again, what Jerry Jones would have to do to uh, make it work or make it fit with those type of coaches, he wasn't willing to do that. I think what he's willing to do is work with this particular coach and tinker with the roster a little bit more because he feels like they're that close. Now, Mike McCarthy, is he going to get there? It's fool's gold, really. It really is for it Jerry is. Jones. I mean, but Jerry Jones is so far in it that he's got to continue in this direction. Mike McCarthy, excellent regular season head coach. There's no doubt about that. Where the questions come in, at least for me, and, and certainly betting, and, and I think for a lot of people, does he understand the difference between a regular season and a postseason? You can't go into the postseason with your scheme thinking that you're going to call the perfect play all the time, that, that your scheme is going to get you over the top, especially when everything's on tape, especially when you're seeing a team that kind of knows you and very familiar with you and what you want to do anyway. You have to feature your playmakers. And he mm. didn't do that till the second half, right? Inexcusable. Um, Dak Prescott was in a rhythm. He threw picks. He turned back into the old Dak, really. Yeah. Um, and, and as a head coach, how, and especially as a play caller, 
How do you let that happen? How do you not recognize that you got to be different in the postseason? It's mind-boggling to me. Like they just did not look prepared in that game that on too. Sunday. That which too. is like that's like if you're not prepared, like what are you doing? Right. And now it's two out of the last three years they've lost in the wild card round as home favorites. And if that's not underachieving, I don't know what is. But McCarthy finally met with the media yesterday down in Dallas and answered why he believes he is the man for the job. My message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Like he, you can say all the words that yeah. you want, and Mike McCarthy. I guess nothing he would have said would have made anybody feel better about the situation as it stands right now. But like, what, what's where's the evidence? You said I know how to win. I get it. Like that's in Green Bay. That's yeah. many many years ago. That's what Aaron Rodgers. What, yeah. What have you done in <laughs> Dallas that proves that you know how to win and you know how to get over that threshold? Well, there's nothing. I mean, it, it's coaches speak at, at a podium. Really, um, he's not gonna lack confidence up there after you know getting the, what the last year of his contract. Uh, uh, from Jerry Jones, we'll see what the future holds. But they're they're so close in their own in their own minds uh, in terms of the personnel and what they have. But I believe they had the roster to get to the Super Bowl, just like a lot of people do. But what's lacking, uh, Mike McCarthy? Like I, I wish I could go, or as a player, I wish I could go up to the front office and say, you know what? I know how to catch the ball. Just give me another contract, right? Right. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> It's not that easy, Mike. Yeah, you know how to win in a regular season, but you don't know how to win with the Cowboys and get them to the, to the Super Bowl. You haven't established that yet. And uh, the biggest difference that I see is the fact that Green Bay, even with that bad defense, they knew exactly what uh, the Cowboys were going to do in that first half. Mm-hmm. It, it's like they practiced against the Cowboys uh, all week long and was prepared. And, and now when you start to feature matchups and – even if they know what you're doing, these guys are just better. They're great. They're playmakers. That's what you have to feature. And Mike McCarthy, for some reason, doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, and, and he has not shown the ability to learn how to do that or anything like that, which is why, as a fan, for me, and even, and even if you're a better out there looking at futures for next year, those are going to start coming out in a, in a week or so. I don't see how you could ever be back in the Dallas Cowboys to do anything in the postseason. Now, regular season yeah. stuff, over the win total, win mm-hmm. the division, awards. Like I think you can definitely back Dallas in that regard. But winning the NFC, winning the Super Bowl, as it stands right now, I just crossed them off the list. Like yeah. I, I never want to consider them. And, and maybe they go and go 13 and 4 and we're talking about it. But like once it gets down to the nitty gritty, right. when it gets down to divisional weekend, do you trust the Cowboys to actually execute and win that game, I don't see how you can. But yeah, I mean, it's no different than, you know, as a competitor on the field. And, you know, look, if I got my, my butt kicked by a defensive back, okay, yeah, I got my butt kicked. I mean, he, he locked me down. I, I couldn't get open. I couldn't make plays. McCarthy got his butt kicked by Joe Barry. Of all people. He got his butt whipped by Joe Barry. I mean, if, if there's anything he needs, he needs that kind of stuff. Like, if you're sitting there, Femi, would you ask him that question? How does it feel, Mike McCarthy, to get your butt kicked by Joe Barry? It's the, the much maligned Joe Barry. I, I mean, I would love his answer to that, though. Yeah. We won't get those kind of questions, though, no. from the media. Because <laughs> they want to seat back, right? They exactly. want to sit back there. I was like, that's how you get your access to Sure, sure. Yeah. Credential, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. So you will never be allowed to the star. <laughs> right. But that, that's the equivalent, though, yeah. of what happened. 
Like, how do you allow that to happen? You, you just said you know how to win, but yet you let that guy destroy you uh, in one of the biggest games of the season, and the biggest game of the season. You lost it. This is the same Joe Barry that about a month ago, Packer fans were saying we need to fire. <laughs> right. Like, like, that's the guy who just pants you on national yeah. TV yeah. Uh, out to a 27 nothing lead. It's just an absolutely embarrassing situation for the Cowboys. But I don't know where they go from here. To me, what this feels like, Pritch, is if there's early struggles to start next season, I think we're looking at a midseason firing from McCarthy. And it's something that Jerry doesn't do often. Right. In fact, he's only done it one time, and that was when they got embarrassed and they fired Wade Phillips and then promoted Jason Garrett. I think that this is where it could be headed because there's going to be so much heat on McCarthy from day one. Like, it's starting right now. Right. Imagine what it's going to be like in September. Well, your future's better, so you're going to be all over that market in the offseason I mean, in terms of win totals and everything like that. I mean, are you apt to say, look, Dak Prescott's a double-digit winning quarterback. Mike McCarthy can manage the regular season. I mean, depending on what that number is, would you look to go over that win total? schedule and all that if it's double digits i wouldn't go over yeah. I'd, I'd look to the under okay i just don't already see, already yeah i don't see this being a good setup like with when your coach is under this much scrutiny heading right. into a season that usually doesn't bode well yeah. for the franchise uh mccarthy isn't the only head coach under fire in the nfc east how about nick sirianni and the eagles we'll get to that coming up next here on the lombardi line At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check out the new vcin.com. We have a new fresh look, enhanced navigation, and a mobile-first focus. Time is money in sports betting, and the site's pages have been built to load quickly. We have also expanded our educational content and strategy section for both new and experienced bettors. Check out the new vcin.com today. If you have any questions about the sunsetting of the vcin app, please go to vcin.com slash FAQ. I encourage everyone to go ahead and check that out there, vcin.com. As always, for all of the uh, 
gizmos and gadgets that we provide here huh. at the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line. Femi Bebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. Carl Jick Jack Johnson will be joining us in 15 minutes from now from the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Pritch. But let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles and their situation with Nick Sirianni. Currently, uh, Nick Sirianni, I believe, happening right now, or maybe it happened earlier, or it's supposed to happen a little bit later on, but it's going to happen today. Nick Sirianni meeting with the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, to discuss the future. There were reports out there earlier this week that Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman had been reaching out to coaches to potentially join a staff for the 2024 season. So this, to me, feels like kind of like the grandiose meeting of Sirianni essentially explaining why he deserves to still be the Eagles head coach. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a unique situation. You lose both your coordinators on a Super Bowl caliber team uh, and you have an aging roster too. Um, I I thought, and I said this along the way on Lombardi Line and and other shows on the network that the Eagles look tired. They look tired. I, I didn't really mention the Super Bowl losing loser curse, you know, that do what that what you will, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like a delayed curse this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> they got to the playoffs, right? Normally a Super Bowl loser is hard and it's tough sledding to get back to the to the playoffs. And I think when you have a team like Philly in key positions where they are aging, uh, and yet the production is just not there, all eyes to the head coach. Um did did they mismanage the coordinator job on the defense side of the ball? Absolutely. I mean, Desai gone, Patricia in. I mean, come on. Like, what are you doing right there? And then offensively, um, Shane Steichen, you can't replace him, obviously, because of what his knowledge was and and what he was able to uh, produce with that offense and that personnel. Brian Johnson was not the same. It was was a different offense. It was like they were tinkering all year long. I mean, they really relied on a big play, uh, which was interesting. Uh, It it appeased A.J. Brown and made him happy. Mm. Uh, But yet... They suffered, though, down the stretch. I mean, that was a tired, tired football team. Now, as a head coach, can you manage it better? Can you understand your players more and keep them fresh longer? I mean, that's something that I'm sure Lori is going to ask him and and see if he can have answers for those questions. I mean, that's the big thing because they had a similar meeting like this with Doug Peterson, Mm -hmm. and that did not go well. (laughs) Doug Peterson then was dismissed, and Nick Sirianni was hired from the Indianapolis Colts staff. So I'm curious to see if Sirianni has a better plan going forward with this meeting here. My guess, and this is not with any sort of speculation or inside information, this is just kind of pure my guess, is that Sirianni will stay on as head coach. Just because it feels, doesn't it feel like it would be a little bit of an overreaction? Like as as bad as things were at the end of this season. They still went to the Super Bowl a year ago, and they mm-hmm. still won 11 games. And I get the NFC East was down or whatever whatever excuse people want to make, but like they've won a lot of games over right. these last three years. It feels like you'd be overreacting a touch to me at least, unless maybe you could get some sort of better alternative out there. Uh, there's some upgrades out there, though. There are. <laughs> there's some upgrades out there. But do there. the I mean, Eagles want to work with those guys? Well, it, does Howie Roseman want to work with those guys too? I mean, that, that's the thing. The upgrades um, <clears throat> are powerful upgrades too. Yeah. And, uh, you wonder if they want to go down that road. Uh, I just I, – I, the, the roster is not going to be drastically different. I mean, um, you know, the names up front, you know, Jason Kelsey and these guys, I mean, you wonder if they can plug and play with some backup players along the way or what they're going to have to do in a draft. Howie has been incredible in terms of getting personnel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Eagles have enjoyed their GM situation. He's incredible. We call him Mr. Transaction because there's not a transaction yeah. out there that he doesn't doesn't like. Um but no, he's going to have to replace some some legends, and, and certainly they have to get some better production from some of these draft choices uh, that they've drafted recently too. So, uh, it, if they're going to do uh, a turn in a different direction, 
Vrabel, that's the name that comes to mind. Um, but that that's that's a completely different look for the Eagles too. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they want to go down that road, but it is intriguing in terms of uh, the potential upgrade and coaching that could be available for the Eagles uh, and whether or not they want to explore that. You know, when you listen to Philadelphia media and people that cover the team out there locally, it's it feels like Lurie and Roseman really want to have a lot of influence on the head coach. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to do that if it's Belichick or Vrabel or right. Harbaugh or any of these guys. And that's kind of one of the reasons why Doug Peterson was fired because he's like, hey, I'm not trying to like I'm trying to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, OK, well, Doug, we'll see you later. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. Like, like that's kind of where this is headed to where. I think for that reason alone is why Sirianni will be back. Yeah. But which situation do you think going forward is more dire? Do you think it's Philly or Dallas in terms um, of like just what they're walking into in 2024? I mean, the pressure is on big time out there in Big D. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always is. And, you know, the pressure cooker. I mean, the answer from Mike McCarthy right there that we heard earlier uh, lets you know. Uh, if you're Sirianni, if you're the Eagles, you're not in dire situation. I mean, uh, you just signed Jalen Hurts. You, you got a long-term answer at quarterback. You're fine there. It's just what philosophy do you want to uh, employ, right? I mean, do mm-hmm. you want to go Frank Reich? Do you want to do that again? Do you want to go down that road? I mean, um, is that an upgrade over Brian Johnson? You know, somebody, does he want to be a coordinator after being mm-hmm. a head coach? I mean, uh, so many questions here and, and moving parts. That's why it's hard to pinpoint. Uh, but they do have a a, a, a playoff caliber roster, a, a division um, championship type of roster, but do they have a Super Bowl roster? And, and that, right mm-hmm. now, no, I, I think I want to see the turnover in the offseason uh, before I make that assessment or guess on that. Well, we mentioned some of those head honcho coaches that are out there on the market. Yeah. Bill Belichick, chief among them, interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons earlier this week, now scheduled for a second interview hmm. down there in Atlanta, which you start to hear that. It's like, okay, things might be heating up with Belichick and the Falcons. There's, I don't know if these were reports or people were just speculating. There's talks of like, oh, well, he'd bring back McDaniels and Patricia, and like, it'd almost be like New England South down there in Atlanta. And I mean, guess make of that what you will. They've had a lot of success, so I guess you can't really poo-poo it, but... How do you see this as a fit, Belichick with the Falcons? To me, it, that's the division that you can really grab control of because the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. Like, yeah, they're in the, the divisional round, but it's not. Like, they were nine and eight this year yeah. winning the division, and the 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 Saints are the, the non-factor essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Panthers, which I mean, we don't even have to say anything about the Carolina Panthers. Right. This is a pretty gettable division if you get a really good head coach and a good quarterback. It really is. I mean, you look at um, the roster too and the talent on Atlanta. I mean, it's intriguing and certainly is inviting. If you're a head coach, you want to be a part of that. Uh, you want to be able to get your hands on that roster. Top 10 pick, too, uh, coming up in this year's draft. Um, Belichick knows defense. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll repair whatever parts they need to do on that defense. Offensively, where's your coordinator? Who's your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Josh McDaniels made Mac Jones a playoff quarterback. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. When Josh McDaniels was there, Mac Jones was a playoff quarterback. Now he stinks. Uh, absolutely stinks right now. Um, I'm not suggesting that whoever, Bill, you know, if this is a location, uh, it works. It has worked um, in terms of that duo, uh, that think tank, right? Now, defensively, it'd be interesting what he does. He's been grooming some people along the way. Obviously, uh, Mayo got a head coaching job. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if Bill Belichick is this excited <clears throat> and this intense about wanting to coach again, uh, this is probably the best location for him because it seems like Arthur Blank's going to give him what he wants. You know, he wants some 
influence over the roster and some decision-making with the roster, I, I think they're willing to give that to him. It's the blank canvas. Like you're, you're giving the artist the blank canvas mm-hmm. to create it into what they want. It's not right. like, hey, can you just touch up some things here and there? And this is him actually be able to put his fingerprints all over the roster, which is the case for the Atlanta Falcons. That's kind of what they need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look, Arthur Smith didn't have the credibility in the locker room. Um, they're, they're, I mean, you're looking at some guys in that locker room that can go to work for you and make some plays for you, but yet they weren't featured. Uh, in whatever fashion, whatever way. I mean, again, it, do you want to call plays or you want to be a head coach, right? Uh, and Arthur Smith got caught up in wanting to call plays and uh, really let that roster down. Now, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's not going to do that. I, I think the players are young enough, too, to where he can kind of mold them to what he needs them to be, uh, which are overachievers. You know, let, yeah. let's, let's face it, up in New England, um, outside of Randy Moss and, you know, outside of, you know, a few – Legendary players. I mean, you can throw in Beast Mode in there, uh, uh, Lynch in there as well. Some some guys, some standout guys. The bulk of that roster had been overachievers. Wes Welker, um, Julian Elderman. I mean, all these guys were overachievers that turned in to be something special. Uh, and that, to me, is what Bill Belichick and, and, and what he's able to do. Like a third-string uh, uh, defensive back making a play to yeah. save the game, right? That's what Bill Belichick's all about. And, and I think the roster down there... Uh, in Atlanta is is suitable for that. Yeah, it's the Belichick way is what we've talked about uh, throughout this coaching carousel. Real quick on the coaching carousel, Mike Vrabel interviewed with the Chargers yesterday. So mm-hmm. we've heard a lot about Harbaugh and the Chargers. Now Vrabel kind of enters the mix a little he bit. He does. There's a report out there too that um, uh, that the Falcons want to interview Mike Vrabel. Uh, it's from USA Today's uh, Mike Ur- Matt Urban. Um, so I don't go. know. It's all over the place, right? Uh, Adam Schefter, I guess, had it too, but yeah, Vrabel. I don't know why. Why would you interview Vrabel if you're on your second interview with Belichick, though? Maybe it's an insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's an insurance policy for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, Carl Jig Jack Johnson joins us next from the Beau Rivage. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, we've got a deep dive on the Packers-Niners divisional game tomorrow night and best bets from everyone at the network, including yours truly. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight into your inbox absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. This is the Lombardi Line, and we are presented by DraftKings. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe, hanging out here on a football Friday before the divisional weekend. And our first guest joining us now to help us break down these games and let us know what's going on behind the window, the one and only Carl Jack Johnson, sportsbook director over at the Beau Rivage. Jack, always a pleasure catching up with you. And I want to start off here just from, like, an overview standpoint of the divisional round weekend because it feels like a lot of recreational players typically fall in love with an underdog that performed well in the wild card round. Is that the case here with the Packers and the Houston Texans catching nine and a half points? Yeah. Uh, hey, good afternoon, uh, you guys. Uh, good to be with you. Yeah, I, you know, Femi, it, it's always, you know, uh, it, it just seems like uh, uh, what they remember last, you know. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a lot of people don't know this, but a bass, a fish. Mm. You know, has a has a memory of about 18 seconds. You know, they, they forget they bit the hook. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, it, it's kind of like that. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, we've we seen what happened last weekend. 
and typically uh, uh, for the public, they, they bring that over to the following week, yes. You know, Carl, it's interesting, too, because you, you got these uh, home favorites in these situations, the big ones, like Femi was talking about uh, with Baltimore and certainly San Francisco. Uh, I, I guess, you know, is there any anticipation that we're going to get any type of line movement, though? I mean, we're right up against the games are tomorrow, and uh, I, I don't know if you guys are anticipating that or are you pretty much uh, set on these numbers right now? Yeah, so I, I'll give you some movement. Let's look at the, the Texans-Ravens game, for an example. So uh, Monday night, about midnight, we opened up here, uh, uh, Ravens minus nine and a half. Uh, by Tuesday morning, uh, that thing had moved to eight and a half um, all the way through until Thursday. Uh, and then uh, I guess about noon Thursday, we'd moved back up to nine and a half. So, and then in the Green Bay game, uh, you know, we had opened up here, uh, San Francisco, uh, Monday night, uh, we had opened up at 10. Uh, so the movement there, when we, when we got here, uh, uh, you know, about Monday at Monday at noon, we were down to nine and a half, uh, Tuesday went to nine, uh, and then back to nine and a half by one o'clock. Um, uh, uh, so, and the, the Tampa Bay Detroit, uh, basically, a lot of two-way good action there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we're kind of where we were at. We opened at six, uh, moved to six and a half, and that's where we stand. Now, this Kansas City-Buffalo line movement, it's kind of been all over the map. Uh, we opened up midnight Monday at about uh, uh, Buffalo was minus two and a half. Uh, by Tuesday, it had moved to three, then back to two and a half Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and then uh, Thursday, uh, we moved uh, to three. Uh, and then now we're getting good two-way action. So, yeah, the, these lines have been all over the place a little bit, uh, Pritch. Uh, we're speaking with Carl Jack Johnson, Sportsbook Director over at the Border Vise. Well, Jack, let's stay on that game. Chiefs at the Bills. And this one feels like it's going to be a monster handle by the time we get to kick off Sunday afternoon or evening out on the East Coast. Is there a, a side that you guys will end up needing, or is it because of the two-way action, it's pretty much just let the betters go ahead and decide it, and then whichever side ends up coming out on top, you guys should be pretty good. Yeah, I actually think this will be a pretty good uh, two-way bet game here. Uh, I, I think this one, uh, along with the Tampa Bay-Detroit, at least that's the way it looks right now, that is that uh, we're going to be getting t- good two-way action. Uh, I mean, good game. You know, you got to, you know, it's no secret these teams, you know, I was breaking down some stats earlier. You know, this is the number two defense against the number four defense. Uh, you know, Kansas City giving up 17.3 a game. Uh, Buffalo giving up 18.3 a game. Uh, you know, Kansas City first, uh, I think this is what Mahomes first uh, playoff road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how he does there. Uh, you know, look, these teams, it's also no secret. You, if you look, you know, in the playoff football, you got to rush the football and you got to play. You, know, you got you got to stop the run, you know, and like our good friend Lombardi says, you know, you got to you got to control the middle eight. Uh, and if you look at the games and, and how this stuff's been going, uh, the teams that have come out ahead, especially in playoff football, they run the ball exceptionally well. They play good defense, and they control the middle eight. Yeah, Carl, this is like a divisional game because they, they're so familiar with each other uh, as well. Uh, curious about the futures uh, situation with Buffalo because they got hot down the stretch, and you know everybody's kind of uh, projecting them. Not everybody. A lot of people were projecting them or taking the flyer under them getting to the Super Bowl. What about from a – AFC Conference Championship standpoint. I mean, did you see a cascade of money? And when did you start? To, did you guys start to see that? 
Yeah, you know, Chris, they they pretty much bet us Buffalo all year. I mean, pretty steady. You know, uh, the the good teams right now uh, to win the AFC, uh, they're plus two and a quarter. Um, you know, the Ravens are plus one twenty. Kansas City um, at plus three dollars, and then you got Houston at uh, uh, thirteen uh, plus thirteen thirteen to one. Um, yeah, it's it's it. I mean, typically for us, so we dodged a bullet. Uh, you know, last week, uh, uh, Dallas got knocked out. That was our big liability, as I'm sure it was, you know, with a, a lot of books throughout the country. But, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's pretty evenly bet. and We're in good shape right now with the uh, with the futures. All right. That is the futures look there and also the look of the divisional round weekend. Jick Jack, before we let you go, buddy, uh, what are we eating divisional weekend? It's my favorite yeah. weekend of the entire season. We get four great games. What's on the menu? You know, it, look, it's cold here. A lot of people don't realize, but, I mean, we were in the 20s a couple of days last week. We're going to get into the 20s tonight. So I like to cook good hot stuff, you know, like a potato and bacon soup, uh, <laughs> you know, over some rice. I like that kind of stuff. I thought I've you were going to lead off chip. with gumbo or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that, you know, but, look, I, I've had so much gumbo in my life, I like to change it up a little okay. bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything that's hot right now is going to be good. Uh, did some red beans and rice the other night, so uh, we'll see. But uh, I-, I can promise you, uh, Jig Jack will be cooking stuff. <laughs> Make sure you post it onto your social media <laughs> feed so we can all go ahead and enjoy it as well. He is Carl Jig Jack Johnson, sportsbook director over at the Boerovaz. Jig Jack, we appreciate the time as always, man. Be well. Take care, guys. Good luck this weekend. Good stuff there right, from yeah. Jig Jack. How about that? A bass has the memory of 18 seconds. I know. To get into the mind of a bass, you know what you're doing down there, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, but that's but like to his point, though, that's how yeah. a lot of betters feel. Sure. And that's always the tricky part about handicapping right. the divisional round is that we all fall in love with the teams that we saw mm-hmm. win playoff games the week prior. One of the first things I learned uh, being with the network and certainly from my uh, background of, of a player who couldn't bet to all of a sudden I'm thrusted into betting it's like, you know, don't let recency bias interfere, but yet recency bias, I mean, look at the Packers. That's recency bias, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Buffalo. That's recency bias. I mean, Tampa Bay, that's recency bias. And uh, it's, it's like, how do you not let that invade everything that you want to uh, accomplish as a better? But uh, I, I think you have to incorporate that. I think you have to incorporate teams that are getting hot. Jordan loves certain players that are lighting it up. I mean, I think you have to incorporate incorporate that a little bit. Yeah, it's such a tricky situation yeah. because you don't want to just go ahead and blindly back mm-hmm. the team that played well the week prior, but then you also don't want to blindly fade them as well. Like, I, I think about myself two years ago, and the Cincinnati Bengals went up and took on the t- Tennessee Titans. Titans coming off of the bye week. Everyone's healthy. Derrick Henry's back. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown's back and all that. And I laid like two and a half. I think the game closed four. Like, I'm in good. And Tennessee just loses sure. the game. They turned the ball over three times and lose the game. And we didn't know at the time that Joe Burrow was going to be one of those dudes. Right. And we found out along that playoff run when they ended up going to the Super Bowl. Sometimes a team that does get hot, you might be able to ride that hot hand exactly. all the way. Exactly. I mean, it's an intriguing matchup. Like, for instance, Houston, we'll deep dive later on in the show. But um, just a little taste. I mean, it's like C.J. Stroud is so great at quarterback right now, what do you do if you're Baltimore? Do you play man-to-man? Are you really going to do that? Mm. Are you really going to do that? All right? Uh, no Marlon Humphrey. Sure. Uh, and then, you know, if you play zone uh, and, and forget about the running game a little bit, that could hurt you too. So uh, we'll deep dive this thing, but, man, it, it is so intriguing with these matchups that we have uh, 
uh, coming up this weekend. Yeah, both of the favorites, the two one seeds who we it's kind of been out of sight, out of mind with San Francisco and Baltimore, because not mm. only did they not play last week, they wrestled a lot of their guys in week 18. So yeah. we haven't really seen them play and since week 17 for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a long time in NFL years. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two weeks is like two months compared to the NFL in terms of what we react to and all the results. So maybe just maybe are, are people being a little bit, you know, I guess forgetful of how good these teams are, or maybe those two dogs are, are live because, man, the quarterbacks, whether it's yeah. Love or Stroud, what they did, perfect passer ratings in the wild card round, first starts in their postseason, be able to do that. Like that, that's pretty impressive stuff that kind of makes you just raise the eyebrows. Right. Like, hmm, is this maybe a future, like one of those kind of guys here uh, down the line? But and I got some numbers for you, Femi, later on in the show when we get to them that uh, I'll open your eyes a little bit on these matchups. Mm, can't wait for it. <laughs> Cannot wait for it. Uh, on the other side, though, as we continue to break down this divisional weekend, how about the coaches? A lot of coordinators, Bobby Slovic, Ben Johnson, Todd Monken. These guys are uh, pretty busy, not just with game planning this weekend, but also with potential head coaching interviews. How will that impact their performances this weekend? We'll break that down coming up next here on the Lombardi Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line here, presented by DraftKings. Femi Bebfe, Mike Pritchard. It's a football Friday before the divisional round. Coming up two games tomorrow, two games on Sunday. And Pritch, obviously, these teams that have gotten this far have some pretty good coaches on their staffs mm-hmm. as well. And some of those coaches, those coordinators in particular, 
are getting head coaching interviews. Now, take a look at this. Our producer, Elliot, put this together here, the, the tally right. of the interviews that a lot of these guys have. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson will go through six head coaching interviews during this cycle. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald will go through five, as will Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slovic. He'll go through five. Lions DC Aaron Glenn has four interviews. Ravens OC Todd Monken has two. And then Bucks OC Dave Canales has one. And I guess in terms of the preparation standpoint, because, I mean, these interviews, the, these guys have never been head coaches. This is, like, huh. this is a big deal for them to go yeah. ahead and try to be a head coach. And now they're obviously coordinating and preparing for some of the biggest games of their lives as well right now in the playoffs. I guess how, as betters, can we take this information and apply it to the market? Is it just a lot of noise? Is there a little bit of signal there? Like, how do you interpret that as somebody that's about to play some wagers on these divisional games? A lot of these coordinators seem to be rather busy with right. other stuff, not the actual gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, multitasking, compartmentalizing, all that stuff's coming into play. I mean, they're going to be distracted. As a better, you better understand that these guys are distracted. Uh, but to what level? And also, is there a think tank uh, that can help them manage the game day, right? Um, I'll say this, like, because, was it, Ben Johnson, he has a slew of interviews today, right? He's got two today, two tomorrow. Two today, two tomorrow. So from a scheduling standpoint, I'll, I'll just use him as an example. Because their game is on Sunday, Fridays typically are, is a walkthrough type of red zone, type of focus in, uh, you know, there's no pads involved, and, and also fine-tune the game plan. The game plan's in. Yeah. We practiced uh, Wednesday, Thursday. The game plan's in. Situational football comes into play today, too, uh, a little bit. But it's a shorter day. Uh, and so from a coaching standpoint, Fridays and Saturdays is when you have the most free time. So I don't know if this is going to interrupt Ben Johnson's flow. Is he distracted? A thousand percent he's distracted. Uh, but is it inter inter interrupting his preparation and what they accomplished all week long? Probably not, right? Uh, so now the biggest question moving forward is the excitement of being interviewed. Perhaps you get a good feel on game day. What is Ben Johnson going to be like? You know, is he going to be able to focus on this game and call a great game? Or do they have a think take out there for Detroit to where Ben Johnson doesn't have it? Okay, you take over. You call plays. I want to know that about Detroit. I think Campbell has been involved that way. Uh, but for the most part, from what I've gathered so far, Johnson, it's his show. Yeah. Um, my experience, like, for instance, Mike Holmgren, we were talking about this off air. You know, Mike Sherman, who became a head coach in Green Bay, he was the think tank, right? He was he was the guy that would come up with the game plan. And then certainly Mike Holmgren would, would sign off on it and, and want plays in and want plays out or whatever because he was going to call the game. Mm -hmm. And once the game happened, if Mike Holmgren didn't feel it or didn't have it, okay, Mike, you take over. Mike Sherman, you take over. You call it. He didn't have a problem doing that. There was no ego involved, and it worked. You know, Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan, same kind of thing, right? If you have a think tank on your roster or on your team or throughout your coaches, that will help you navigate all these interviews that are about to happen. Which is, I mean, that's fascinating to think about. Because, like, I think we all think of play callers, hey, you're the play caller. Whether it's a good day, bad day, it ends with you, <laughs> like, you know. But you're telling us that, like, sometimes, especially in the case of maybe the head coach is right. the play caller, the OC who put together the game plan kind of like, all right, like, hey, like, I'll, I'll take it from here. Sure. Like, you're not maybe seeing it as well as you should be. Right, yeah. I mean, or, or certain situations, okay, I'll take over. Red zone, I'll take over. You know, I got a better feel for, the, uh, for that defense or that coach. And, and his tendencies or whatever he wants to do in that area, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, like a bench coach in the NBA. You know, whatever analogy you want to use, if you have that think tank, you're going to be okay a lot of times. Um, you know, Slowick, this is interesting with him in Houston because their game's tomorrow, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the distraction happening. and, and uh, Because as a, as a guy who is always looking for that opportunity uh, to become a head coach. You don't know when they're going to come uh, back around. You don't know how well you're going to do on a particular interview. You want to be prepared. Uh, it's just like anybody else on, on an interview. I mean, think about it yourself. You're going on an interview. You want to make sure you have any in any and everything you need to win that interview, right? Whether it's going to be a presentation, whether your knowledge of the roster or coaching staff. I mean, all this stuff, you have to already have a plan or at least present that you have a plan in place so that takes work that takes time uh so obviously these guys are going to be distracted yeah so bobby slovic he interviewed with the titans yesterday which okay. was like the friday for houston right, exactly they play on saturday a lot but, of time yesterday. But the, to the point that you make up though is that by the time we get to friday sort of the hay is kind of in the barn already for at least the game plan standpoint like now it's almost like all right like we just need the guys to, to rep this stuff we need them to practice it like there's nothing really that the head coach is doing at that point other than maybe dotting some I's and crossing some T's. Well, I mean, today, situational football, red zone is key today. Um, but that's a condensed package. That's only a number, a few number of plays. Um, you, you know, you'll go over some two-minute situations too. And you're not in pads. You're not doing anything like that. Blitz pickup and uh, all these different looks and different wrinkles. That happened on Wednesday and Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now you're fine-tuning everything. You're going over situations. Uh, certainly the coaches are going over their situations. But – the work day is condensed. It's not as long. Uh, and to be honest with you, coaches, I mean, usually on a Friday uh, before a Sunday game, the families are coming. You know, we're having lunch or we're having family time with, with the kids and stuff. And Casual so, Friday. Right, because you have more time of the day. Now the night turns into a work night for these coaches, but that'll be uh-huh. after the interview, right? Uh, and then obviously tomorrow um, they, they will just sign off on the game plan. The game day focus for Ben Johnson – uh, and the fact that he needs to be on top of his game against Todd Bowles, who's going to throw everything at that guy, uh, that's, that's the one that I want to know if Detroit has a think tank to help him get through and manage that game. So Slovic, earlier when he was asked about this by the media down in Houston, said that he was all in on game prep and mm-hmm. he had not done any interviews. Now, that was a couple days ago. Since then, he's now done two on Zoom, at least. He also did an interview with the Carolina Panthers. And, and I guess that's like the, the positive spin of this from a technology standpoint. Like, you don't have to travel anymore to go to sure. these interviews. Like, you can just do the at least the preliminary ones on Zoom. And I'm sure if, if they were to ever get eliminated on, on Saturday, then he can maybe go in person and do the second interview and all that stuff. But at least the Zoom nature makes it at least a little bit more efficient mm-hmm. to where you can spend less time having to worry about the interview. You can do the interview on Zoom and then get back to the game planning for the game that week. Yeah, I mean, say Slovic knocked it out to part with an interview, like on his, what was, okay, they're playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday was a big interview day for him. Say it, he knocked it. Then he it. goes on Zillow, starts sure. looking at houses. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, ma- mama does, right? Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody does. does. Uh, but then on top of that, it's like, how do you focus back on the game now? Um you know, Elliot, our producer, asked me a question. Had I ever been in a situation? It just came to mind, uh, this situation, but it was in college. Though. I was thinking pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing the national championship, our offensive coordinator got hired to Vanderbilt, Jerry DiNardo. So our quarterback's coach became our offense coordinator in the most important game of the year, which was a national championship game. Wild. But there was a think tank, right? Um, coach Barnett, Gary Barnett, took over the play calling uh, uh, duties and – um, we were able to function, uh, and certainly as players, we didn't lose confidence. We knew we were going to lose 
uh, Jerry DiNardo because he was going to be head coach. We knew that. The only question was, was Coach Mack going to allow him to coach in the national championship game? And he's like, no, you, you're distracted. You, got, you just got hired to Vanderbilt. You got a big job. We'll be all right. So, I mean, that's the feeling that you want to have in the building for all these teams, you know, and in particular, uh, I, I think Ben Johnson, because he's going to be hired away. He's going to get yeah. a head coaching job. Uh, Slowick, I, I don't know so, so much about him yet, uh, but, but Ben John, he's going to get a head coaching job or an opportunity to have one. And also, too, for some of these coordinators, it's not assumed that they're all going to get head coaching jobs. Like you mentioned, Ben right. Johnson, I think we can make that assumption because yeah. he was in the cycle last year. He pulled his name out mm-hmm. to say, hey, I want to give it another year in Detroit. Now right. it feels like he's ready. But somebody like Dave Canales, who's the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, this for him might just be, hey, like, let me just go through the trial run and like see what it's like to yeah. actually interview sure. for a head coaching job. So maybe down the line a year or two from now, I feel more prepared to actually take on that job and feel just a little bit more ready. Like sometimes these interviews are like practice. Mm -hmm. for these coaches there to where like yeah you're putting your best foot forward but it's kind of like you just want to go through the process initially so then maybe a year from now actually go ahead and take a job right you always do that you have the coaching conventions too in which you meet people you 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 know shake hands and you get in front of people uh so you have that circuit as well where you're speaking uh and people get a sense of how you are in front of a group of people or group or crowd uh aaron glenn is the other one though i would take an eye on keep an eye on yeah uh, how many interviews does he have lined up? I think we said we have Aaron Glenn has yeah. four. <laughs> he's already, he's been distracted, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got more work to do on that defense than Johnson has on offense. Well, 10, ten combined interviews oh. between uh, Johnson and Aaron Glenn. What could go wrong <laughs> as they're laying six and a half Sunday afternoon against the Bucks? All right, hour number two will begin it. Breaking down these games, side and total coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 